chat with the mayor, Rudy Giuliani. That's me, the mayor, right here on bbsradio.com. And over the next hour, you get to call me and you get to ask anything you want within the realms of common decency, not political. We don't believe in political correctness. We believe that political correctness is another word for Orwellian censorship. So uh, the heck with political correctness. We prefer to be incorrect and relevant. How about that? Would you rather have that? I, I would too. So uh, uh, I am going to be somewhat distracted, but I'm going to take you into my distraction. Because as I am talking to you, I am watching the Yankees and the Guardians play in a must-win or lose and go home playoff game to move on to the American League Championship. Now, just so you know a little about me, I am a Yankee fan, but that doesn't really describe it. There, for example, should the Yankees lose tonight, later on tonight, I'm going to be on the Rita Cosby show at 11.05 on WABCradio.com. Rita is a close friend of mine and does a wonderful show every week on WABC. And she does a television show every week on Newsmax. And she's been my friend for many, many years. And I'm sure many of you know Rita Cosby. I have warned Rita's producer that he's going to have a great show tonight. Because the Yankees are going to win, and I'm going to be very happy, and I'll do my best. Or they will be announcing, uh, they will get the they will get the exclusive on the announcement of my suicide and my uh, uh, wake and burial plans. Because if the Yankees lose, I become suicide. Of course, I'm exaggerating, but the point is, I'm trying to get uh, to you how. Uh, much of a maniac Yankee fan I am, but I also want to let you know I'm extremely well informed about that and about baseball. I played baseball for many years of my life. As a result of playing baseball, I don't have any knees left, uh, but I, for example, corrected earlier in this game uh, the great manager of the Indians who failed to really ask for a replay where he would have uh, he would have prevailed, but he wasn't paying attention because he didn't set up a fail-safe system for checking on replays, which nowadays in baseball, I'm sorry, you just have to do. So in case you want to know where the game is, the Yankees are winning 5-1. to one. It's the bottom of the fifth inning. The Guardians from Cleveland, they used to be called the Indians, when it was okay to speak English and talk to each other normally. A country of huge and vast censorship. They are now called the Cleveland Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians have a one run. The Yankees have five. There are two outs in the fifth. I'm sorry, in the, in the sixth. And uh, there's an 0-2 count on the batter, Arias. The pitcher, Losaga, is the relief pitcher. And he's in the game to try to end the inning 
without damage being done to the Yankee lead. And the fans are acting like I remember my constituents wildly, but I love to watch it. And, and I, it's, it, this is a good at, this is what you would call in baseball, a good at bat. What that means is uh, it's Owen two, no balls yet, but he's been up for about a half hour. He just keeps fouling pitches off, foul this off, foul that off, foul this off, foul that off. Meanwhile, he's got a man at third. He's got a man at second. A little single, this becomes a five to three ball game. So we'll, now, now if you want to call me, Here's what you do. Uh, Toll free, 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. If you're overseas, perchance, 323-724-4851. I do believe that's a strikeout. However... I will now show you the fan side of me. The umpire at first base did not call that a strike, and he went. He broke his wrist. There's no question he broke his wrist. There they are. They're broken right now. Very bad call. Inning should now be over. That should not be a ball. But you've got to live with that in baseball in life. I don't know why you do, but you do. I'm supposed to say that, by the way. But he just struck him out. You know what Lasaga did? Now, as a catch, I'm going to tell you what happened to him. He got a bad call. He said, screw you. I'm, getting, I'm, 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 I'm going with everything here, baby. I'm going with everything here. You ain't hitting this pitch. So the Yankees now go into the bottom of the sixth inning. They are three uh, innings away from playing their nemesis. And the nemesis of the Yankees is no longer the Red Sox. It's the Houston Astros who allegedly cheated them in the playoffs, I think it was in 17, by stealing signs with electronic equipment. (laughs) So there's a good deal of animosity between these two teams. And they are both superior baseball teams. Again, the number is 888-627-6008. And I am going to now switch uh, subjects to what is probably the most important thing we're going through right now, which is the elections of 2022 which are just three weeks away on November 8th. In many of your states, you already can vote. In my state, I do believe it's October 28th that you can vote in the early voting uh, situation. There's no question the election is, is uh, of great significance for a country that if you look at the world the way I do, and many of you do, a country that's in grave danger. 
in grave danger of its economy completely busting, you are already you're already worth 25% less than you were when Trump was president as a result of the uh, economic activities of a president who uh, I'm trying to find a kind word for what I'm about to say. Well, let's, let's, let's find a few ways of describing it. He was the dumbest uh, person in his law school class. He's the dumbest person in the Congress. I've known him for 35 years. He's by far the dumbest person I've ever met. And if he doesn't have a dementia, then I'm crazy. And so are you. The guy was looking for a dead person the other day. When he turns around, he doesn't know whose hand to shake or if he has to shake a hand. He can't figure out the difference between his wife and his sister. He thinks we don't have inflation. I mean, do I have to go further? He has taken an economy that was booming, booming. And he's made it into an economy that's um, a disaster. Highest inflation rates in 40 or 50 years. Reduction in the real value of your money at 25 to 30%. I mean, you're just losing money every day as it sits in the bank, as it sits in an IRA or, or a 401k, or as it sits in the investment in your business. The value of it is going down every day. He likes to say wages have gone up. Well, they haven't when you calculate uh, inflation. Wages have gone down 7 or 8%. Uh, his, his stewardship of the economy is the worst I've seen in any president that I've ever witnessed. Took us from a country that was energy independent to a country that is begging Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, for oil and selling our oil reserve to our enemies, China. This is a disaster, which is why his party has to be defeated in the 2022 elections in the House and Senate. So there is a check and balance on this extraordinarily incompetent president, which is the most generous way you could describe him. Extraordinarily Incompetent. He is helped greatly by a Biden state media that basically covers the world from his point of view and covers him. They can't completely do that, but they do it effectively enough so that his disapproval rating, although quite high, isn't what it should be. His disapproval rating is in the 50%, like 57, 58. His approval rating like 41, 42. If he were covered like a normal president, Democrat, or Republican, his approval rating would, would, would be in the 30s. 
and his disapproval in the 70s. That's what it really is on the street. I, I can find no one who defends him. If, you, if they attempt to defend him, they turn it around into an attack on Trump, who hasn't been the president for two, for two years. So an attack on Trump, whether it's a valid one or not, is completely useless to our current situation. Uh, so now we have elections coming up. And on the Democrat side, every single Democrat who's running almost all have a 100% Biden voting record. No matter what they say to you, they have not once voted against any of the absurd, out-of-control, ridiculous spending that is destroying the value of your money. So what's necessary? What's necessary is to replace the Democratic majority in the House and Senate with a Republican substantial majority in the House and Senate, which will act as a, I guess the best way to describe it would be, it would act as a uh, check and balance, which is the constitutional phrase that we like to use, right? Check and balance. And um, that check and balance would reduce a lot of the spending. Don't know that it could do much about going back right now and fixing what he has uh, destroyed. The, the, the dependency programs he's created, the odd situation that we have, um, we have more jobs than people who want to do that work because people are pretty happy on the dependency money that Biden is giving them, which is not just kind of a terrible thing or funny thing or odd thing, but part of the whole program of moving us toward a socialist economy. So those changes have to be made. And um, they can't really be completely made until we are in a situation that we have a, a Republican House and Senate that can block the things that he wants to do. Now, they can propose changes, but of course, with his veto power, he can, um, by and large, defeat most of those changes. So it's not a, it's not really a perfect solution, or is it solution at all? It's a, um, it's a slowing down. But it's a necessary slowing down because with the damage he's done in the first two years, should he be allowed to move ahead uncorrected, unchecked in the next two? Uh, uh, it's hard to it's hard to really calculate the permanent damage he can do to us. I'm just talking about the economy now. I'm not talking about the horrible problem of crime that we have in Democrat America. I mean, Democrat cities are 
setting records for homicide, left and right, <laughs> left, actually. Cities with Soros DAs, murder is commonplace. And uh, being released and let out of jail for very serious crimes happens quickly and often. Take a city like Philadelphia. They set a record for homicide last year under a left-wing, a useless Democrat mayor, and under a criminal district attorney who sets criminals free. When I say a, a record for homicide, I mean more people were killed in Philadelphia than ever before in the very long history of Philadelphia under this Democrat, progressive, left-wing, socialist leadership supported completely by the Attorney General Shapiro, who's running for governor and would like to do it for the entire state. So these elections are really important. Take Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a place where people of Pennsylvania have the opportunity, if they can carry through the responsibilities and accountability here, which is blurred by a left-wing press, but there's a perfect opportunity to defeat Shapiro for governor, elect Doug Mastriano, who will reverse that quickly and can't. But if they go by the usual, if they go by the usual political, politically correct nonsense that is enforced on them by the Biden state media, well, then Mastriano is some kind of a right wing maniac, and Shapiro is just a very kind, very generous liberal. And they will once again vote, as they have in the past, for uh, a crooked Democratic administration. Required to think, take a look at the condition of their state, and say, um, when you're thinking, it's time for a change. Uh, Same thing is true on the Senate side of that, which has gotten more attention, largely because of the bizarre uh, uh, Fetterman, who's the l- lieutenant governor now, running for Senate against Mehmet Oz. Now he's um, he's uh, tra- tragically been afflicted by a stroke or two recently. I think he's had some in the past as well. And in his case, he has been a very very. Uh, a- adamant supporter of uh, how do you describe these left-wing crime programs crime programs extremely favorable to criminals uh, crime programs designed to create more crime things like uh, don't have cash bail most people that get arrested should go right back out so they don't get interrupted in committing the crimes they're committing. That's one of their big things. Go through the prisons and let out everybody you can. Uh, in his case, there was a period of time when he thought people that were involved with second-degree murder shouldn't go to prison because it wasn't first-degree. Um, 
property crimes. If it's not enough money, let them go for it. So then they just completely, I mean, we, we got people in New York and Philadelphia that do a hundred of these things in a year. They go in, they come out and they go steal another $800 worth of things. They do about 10 of them without getting caught. They get caught on one. They make a nice living at three, four $400,000 a year. And they don't pay taxes, by the way. This is what's happened in Democrat America. It, this is a serious question. Did you ever consider why it is that Democrats want criminals to vote? Do you ever consider why do they want to, uh, why do they want to loosen all the laws on people convicted of felonies not being allowed to vote while they're in prison or for some substantial period of time after they leave prison? The reason is they're going to vote 90% for Democrats. Why are they going to vote for Democrats? Because Democrats are nice to them. Now, there's a trade-off for being nice to criminals. It means you're very cruel to victims. It means you don't stop the robberies that take place consistently. It means you don't stop the rapes. It means you don't even stop the murders. And it means that the victims who get very angry about this have no say, no rights, no consideration, leaves a very bitter population, an angry population. And it leaves a population that starts to leave where you're living. So this is a year in which I don't know which state you're in, but if you have a competitive race in it, and you surely have a House race, this is a year to really consider voting Republican. Even if you don't like the Republican, so that the Democrat Party gets the message that it needs a substantial change. That'll work. It's worked before. Political parties have to get elected to exist. You make it impossible for them to get elected, they'll change their program. They've done it before. They'll do it again. People come to me all the time from cities that are overwhelmed by crime. For some reason, a lot of people from Portland come to New York. Portland is overwhelmed with crime. Unlike New York and Philadelphia and Chicago and Detroit, they're probably not as used to it. And they know me for having reduced crime dramatically. So they'll see me sitting in a restaurant and they'll come up to me and they'll ask me, Mayor, how, how, can, we, how, can, we reduce crime in, how can we reduce crime in Portland? <laughs> I said, well, first of all, you got to get a mayor who's a conservative. You have to have a mayor who is law and order. You have to have a mayor whose primary objective is to protect the victims of crime, to reduce the amount of crime, to fulfill the obligation of government, to give you a peaceful environment, and then to be fair, not absurdly, ridiculously enabling 
to criminals. Fair or maybe just. And you got to change that now because the more it goes on, the more difficult it is to change. They say, Mayor, how do you know that? And I said, well, I know that because I did it. I did it in a city that had many more crimes than you have by a lot. A city that had 2,400 murders. We, we were murdering more people than Vietnam. And I took it down to 68%. So I'm not talking from, you know, whoop, whoop, the top of my head. I'm talking from having actually done it. And the way you do it is you change the priorities. Priority has to be to prevent crime. Not to be nice to the criminal. There's a big difference between, between being cruel and unjust and being accommodating. Democrats are accommodating. They seek the votes of criminals. They do homage to the Black Lives Matter movement, which, in case you haven't figured it out, is a complete con operation, meaning it's a phony racket. And it's worse than just a racket. It's a racket that exists to uh, promulgate the killing of police officers. Some of its organizers are former murderers of police officers freed by irresponsible Democrat presidents, even though they had life terms. Every Black Lives Matter rally has as a signature slogan to basically kill police officers. Fry them like bacon. They're referenced to police as pigs, right? Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Here's the message. Kill police officers. They started that in 2020. It's been enormously effective. We set records in 2020. 21, and we're doing it in 22 for killing police officers. When you see corporations like Coca-Cola, and not just Coca-Cola, many of them supporting Black Lives Matter, please remember they are supporting the killing of police officers. You can support, without any doubt, the importance of not killing black people without supporting a communist organization that is dedicated to killing cops. In fact, you want to support an organization that prevents the killing of black people. Support the police department. I save more black lives than any mayor in the history of New York City. I save more black lives than the mayor of any city. And I did it by fair but strict enforcement of the laws which the vast majority of black people in my city loved. Not the Al Sharptons, not the con men, not the Patrice Coors who's got the $40 million mansion or whatever. But these aren't serious people. These are what you call con men. So we're going to take a short break. Remember the number is 888-627-6008. And we'll be back in, let's say, two minutes, and I'll bring you up to date on the game as well. 
I'm going to have a hot dog in between. Giuliani back again with you on chat with the mayor. If you call in at 888-627-6008-6008, you'll be able to get us. We had a little trouble with our connections here, so we missed a few people. I apologize. So if you want to call back, feel free. I'm feeling like answering some questions, which you could ask me about the upcoming uh, 2022 elections, which are of great import all over the nation. You could ask about baseball, which in many ways, at least for me, is very important all over the nation. Uh, or whatever else. I mean, this is the, the, whole, uh, the whole purpose of this show let me see if I can explain this in a way that kind of puts in perspective where we are. The whole purpose of this show is to go around the Iron Curtain of censorship. So if, if you were to go to my uh, alert for this week, which is on uh, uh, Rudy's RudyGiulianiCS.com. You would see that I I point out, as well as on my uh, podcast, I pick, I think, 10 areas where we are censored, meaning we are not allowed to have free discussion. For example, on COVID, uh, doctors who are completely legitimate doctors of great standing have differing views on how we handle COVID and on medicines that work for them to save lives that were deprived uh, from other people. Uh, They are uh, entirely legitimate doctors. They have statistics that support their argument there are doctors who disagree with them. They're not allowed to speak. So, for example, I had one of these doctors on, I think it was Dr. Wright, a year ago, who explained the success that he had in saving people's lives, I believe, and I could be a little wrong here, but it, it, it's for the point, really, with hydroxychloroquine. So, um, believe it or not, YouTube took that broadcast off a year after it was published on the theory that it gave false information. It didn't give false information. It gave another scientific view from a very, very uh, credentialed doctor and scientist that is supported by enormous numbers of studies all over the world. There are also 
studies that dispute it. Not uncommon in science. Not uncommon in politics or life or social sciences. But we've gotten into the we've gotten into the place where if it isn't left wing woke, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to believe it. You're not allowed to talk about it. I don't know if Americans, good, decent Americans, realize how dangerous this is. How contrary this is to a country that strength is free and open discussion. And it's something that this show is intended to combat by going around the Iron Curtain of censorship. So we have a caller on line five. So let's let's see who it is and what he would like or she like to talk about. Hello? Hello, who is this? Hello, this is uh, Tom Edison. Hey, I talked to you a couple of days ago, or was it last week? Okay. I got a good question for you. Where are Um, you from, Tom? And it kind of puts the ball in your court. Good. How would you like to see crime going down in every neighborhood in New York? Now, you're you're familiar with the Honeymooners, right? The, The show, right? Who isn't? I mean, Jackie Gleason and right, Jane Meadows. Right, exactly. Well, you know, the, ep- now, you know the episode uh, that where Ralph Crampton <laughs> says to Alice, he could be the smartest person in the world and know everything, but if you don't have the connections, it means nothing, basically. Now, you're the I, man I, with I, the connections. I, 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 I do remember that, and now it means a lot more to me than when I heard it when I was a kid, but you're absolutely right. Great, great observation. Yeah. So anyhow, you're the guy who has the connections. I'm the guy ah. who has the knowledge. Now, what I want, I'm going to throw the ball in your court. Uh, I could easily teach the New York Police Department, because I am a New York City resident, how uh-huh. to start uh, gaining control of the situation with the out-of-control uh, crime mostly committed by the gangs, of course, in the local neighborhoods, I could show them how to uh, start rounding up uh, the criminals and uh, and ending the, uh, cr- the crime wave here. But it would require them to follow my instructions of how to set this up. It requires strategy, you know. And I'm the guy who knows how to invent strategies. I'm the guy who understands New York neighborhoods. You know, as a young truck driver, I've been into every neighborhood uh, in the city, every neighborhood. And mostly the my deliveries were in all the bad neighborhoods. So I know everything that's going on in New York, literally, and from so uh, a streetwise, streetwise person what? myself. Now, it's simple. You set up the appointment for me to teach the New York City Police Department I, how to stop I, the crime in these bad neighborhoods, and it'll happen. What well, no, it requires connections. You have the connections. I've got I, the knowledge and uh, the well, inventiveness you, uh, how to do that. I couldn't do this by myself because they wouldn't know, even want to I, listen to me. I know, but, but they're not going to listen to me. I, I don't. I don't think you understand the reality that I'm on the outside now. I'm probably no, you're not. more. Come on, you're Rudy Giuliani. 
the police uh, commissioner I I am, and the police departments me. will meet with you. Oh, yes. All you yes, have to yes, do yes, is yes. ask them. You, that's all. Uh, now, that's a very good suggestion, and you and I should follow up on it. And I credit you for thinking of it. I thought you were just thinking of the New York Police Department. The New York Police Department is controlled now by the by a corrupt part of the Democrat Party. They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen to you. They're not going to listen to anybody. Uh, That's wrong. That's where about- you're wrong. So you know what I tell everybody? Don't ever tell me how it can't be done. Let me tell you how it can okay, be done. I'm, See, I don't I take no for an that, answer. My friend, I know you gonna- have the connections. Get a, please- get a meeting with whoever in the police department okay, that okay. is your friend, and we'll take now it from there. Stop, 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 stop. Please. Give me a chance to respond the way I listen to you so respectfully, okay? Because we're, we're on the same page here. Regard to the New York Police Department, which is controlled by Mayor Adams, who is a Democrat. If I had a friend in the New York Police Department and I introduced you to him and you gave them a great crime suggestion, that poor friend would be fired. That's just the way it is. Uh, now, you may have great ideas about crime, but my good friend, I have to tell you, I probably have a lot more and better ideas about crime than you do because I've spent 30 years it. doing it. I doubt it because you know why? Because if you did, when Ever. you were mayor, you would have solved it By all. any okay? margin. I know like you did good as a mayor compared to mayors, to but me. believe me, there's a way to mayor solve Adams all crime and it creates, to it's to about ingenuity. Look, it's I not following old procedures. theft. In four years, by 80%, we have massive auto theft. Don't you think an honest, decent mayor would call me and say, Rudy, you got a few ideas? Jesus, you did it. Unbelievable. No, of course not. Because Mayor Adams is a political animal, not a public servant. Now, if you would like to work with me and you leave your number, I know police departments I can have you work with. And they even may be Democrats, but they're not crooked Democrats like the ones we have in New York. But I I wish I had the connections with the NYPD that that you think I have. And even the friends that I have there would be jeopardized if they work with me. You have no idea how crooked the Democrat leadership of this city and state is. Well, anyhow, no I put the ball in your court. Do something with it, you know? By the New York Times. Use your connections. Come on, you're a popular guy. Daily I'm news. nobody, you know? I'm just some jerk who runs networks. for president every four years, but well, doesn't an have extraordinarily any uh, corrupt friends. city in a much more corrupt state. So, yes, I could get you plenty of places where there'd be good, solid law enforcement people that would love to hear you right. They might not agree with you. They might. I got most of my best ideas from talking to people like you. But that isn't the way it is right now, my friend. I wish it was. I really do. And I understand why you think what you think. But we've let, we've let Democrat control of American cities get out of control. Yeah, I know it's out of control. First of all, I don't even think the idea of political parties is good. Everybody should be independent, and that should be the way it is, you know? On a weekend of young black males 
is inhumane, indecent, savage. The failure to focus on it by African-American politicians is one of the more disgusting acts of traitorism that I've seen to your people, including the president of the United States who comes from Chicago, who in all the years that he was in president didn't do a damn thing for the young black people being killed in Chicago. And he's treated like a prince. To me, you can't imagine how much I disrespect him. You can't imagine. I'd never allow that to happen. I watched black people being killed in New York when I became mayor. And what did I do? I reversed it. I stopped it. And I saved more lives than any mayor in history with the help of great police commissioners and a great police department that, by the way, is not systemically racist in any way at all. Wants to save black lives just as much as it wants to save white lives. And it wants to arrest white criminals just as much as it wants to arrest black criminals. And all of this that we've gone through is just a horrible experience in trying to move our country to something it isn't, which is a socialist, race-divided country. The communists couldn't divide us based on class, so they did it by dividing us based on race. So you got to overcome it. And that's why they've got to get voted out of office. Not so that we destroy the Democrat Party, but so we require them to reform themselves and become the constructive political party that they once were. The objective of voting them out of office is like, Think of it as a very, very brisk slap in the face. Like, wake up and start thinking about your greater obligations, not your obligations to your party, not your obligations to power, and not your obligations like Biden and Clinton and Pelosi to making huge amounts of money. I mean, they, I, mean I do believe that Clinton introduced a form of evil into the Democrat Party that wasn't there before. It rotted the party from the top. And it affects people very much like Biden, who is demonstrably a crook. The hard drive that he covered up demonstrates the money he took from China. And the crooked press just ignores it. That has to all be fixed if we're going to fix America. How do you fix it? You throw them out of office. You get rid of them. If you have to put them in jail, I don't know if we'd have the guts to put them in jail. We don't put Democrats in jail. Instead, we frame Republicans and put them in jail for things they didn't do. But even if we just get them out of office, not let them back in again, and fix the rules, we can get back on track. We were there with Trump as economically successful as he's ever been. Blacks and Hispanics making more money than ever before. Country in a world that was peaceful. I don't know, do you really think Putin would have invaded Ukraine under a sane president? I don't think so. 
Sterling would have done it under Trump. I think he took a look at Biden and he came to the conclusion that any unbiased, intelligent, tough person would. The guy's pathetic. Doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what he's doing. When he was not suffering from dementia, he was stupid. His own Secretary of Defense described him as never having made the correct decision about foreign policy in his entire career, which he has just magnified as president. How he was elected, well, you know what I think about how he was elected. So, gosh, there's a lot to this. And what it really depends on is this election. So this Thursday night, between 5 and 6, on bbsradio.com, we're going to have a uh, one-hour discussion on the 2022 election and the importance of it. And then it'll be followed by an hour of call the mayor, in which you can participate. Tell us about the important races in your city or state. Now, is it New Hampshire with General Baldock against Maggie Hassan, who is a complete clone of Joe Biden and pretends to be a moderate? Or is it uh, Reverend Warnock, who is attacking Herschel Walker for personal things and Warnock, you know, hides the fact that he ran over his wife. He, he has uh, voted for inflation that is driving the middle class into the ground. He has enthusiastically supported not just defunding the police, destroying the police. And he hides all that. And thank God Herschel Walker got a debate with him and was able to point it out. Ask yourself also, why do the Democrats not want to debate until the day before the election? Because they know that they have no record to defend. They have a record of destroying America to defend. They have a record of destroying your IRA, your 401k, your salary, your peace. They have a record of a record of crime, more murders under them than ever before. You're going to get up and you're going to debate even Fetterman, who uses the excuse of he can't talk. What's he going to do? Defend his record of letting criminals out that kill people? Please don't be fooled. You've been fooled too often by these people. If Biden got elected, in 2020, he fooled you. You didn't know he was demented. And you didn't know about the hard drive. I was being called a Russian agent. Hiding. I I was being called a Russian agent and the hard drive was Russian. No, it wasn't. It's completely true. It's been completely validated. It shows millions going to the Biden crime family. Americans now that know about it, over 20% of them say they would have voted against him. So you talk about election fraud, forget the, the counting of the vote. It's the deprivation of information. Don't let it happen again. Come on. You're smart for this. I'm sure your mother told you what my mother told
told me, fool you once, eh, fool you twice, and you're a fool. We don't want to be fools. So we're going to be back. We're going to be back on Thursday. Thursday, we're going to start at 5 Eastern time. We're going to start with a discussion to bring you up to date on the 2022 election. Now, the reality is you got to be brought up to date every day because it changes every day. And we'll, we'll have calls during that, some, but then we'll have like one hour between six and seven where you can call and you'll lead the discussion. You tell us what you want. Not one of these orchestrated bull sessions. We're going to get to talk to each other. I'll have some guests on who are equally as candid, okay? So now I'm going to go back to the Yankee game where we're getting into the latter innings. My future survival depends on the outcome of this game. I'm only kidding. I think. And, uh, and I'll be back with you. It's five o'clock Thursday on BBS radio.com. And you can get us all over the world and take advantage of the call in because this is unlike uh, any place else. You get to say what you want. Like that gentleman, I, he got to say what he wanted. I understood his confusion. And I think we got somewhere with that. Important. Well, thank you very much. And remember, you live on the greatest country on earth. Those people who are tearing it down are not entitled to your vote. Because they don't love America and they don't understand it. I, I, I was never uh, deprived of being taught about all the terrible mistakes America made. I consider myself an amateur historian. I know the terrible things America did. I also know the great things America did, which are unparalleled by any country in the history of the world. And if you don't know both, you're ignorant and you're prejudiced. We've got to overcome that, you and me. Thank you for listening. And please come back on Thursday so we can have an even more complete discussion. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.